I am on the move. What the f*** is going on down there? Hi everyone, welcome to WTF and TFW episode 398, recording on March the 10th, 2016. Dateline. Dateline, Aaron is sick. Hi Aaron. Yeah, hi. Uh, you feeling, uh, this is the main question, and I forgot to ask you this politely when we were in the pre-show. Do you feel like you're over the hill, or are you still going up the hill towards peak sick? Uh, this morning I think was peak sick, and then I slept for another... Like nine hours or something. So. Oh, that's great. Then we've got you at like the freshest one is when sick. Yeah. Like that midday, I just slept through the whole morning kind of thing. Yeah. I think that also as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to go and try not to die in bed. Yeah. We're gonna now we're gonna you know tire you out naturally. It'll all be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling over there? I'm mostly okay. I'm worn out from housework, but I took my turn of being sick a week or two back. That timed nicely with our recording schedule. Yeah. I'm worried about whether or not I'm going to get hit with something, because I've seen people around me get sick, which means that I'm sure something's incubating on me that's going to just sort of hit me out of the blue all of a sudden. So, fingers crossed uh, that I don't get hit out of the blue. Um, Also, I was going to ask you guys just idly a quick idle question at the start, because this has been on my mind. Uh, I've only watched some of it, so I... uh, not the thing I'm talking about. I watched the new season of House of Cards on Netflix, as you do. Uh, and when it ended, I needed a palate cleanser, so I thought, I'm going to turn on as background noise some of that fresh Fuller House. Have either of you guys checked out Fuller House? Um, no. I value my IQ too much. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's, if, if you have the ability to see it, and you can appreciate something that is like more on like the lower end of Andy Warhol art, but as a television show, like I only watched a couple episodes of it and it's, I'll probably turn it on again. Cause it, I remembered back in high school, I used syndicated full house as background noise all the time. So it's sort of as a natural fit It's weird. It's really weird. And it, it, it was a very strange emotional whiplash coming off the end of season four of house of cards. So I felt the need to share that. We're going to talk about some Transformers stuff. We actually have a couple of news bits I would really like to touch on, but we are also going to go into another couple of listener questions as well. The first news bit is uh, one of those leaks that I'm happy to see because there's no mystery about it. The only mystery is actually what the text blurb says because this image that we've got only shows the French and Spanish versions. Uh, and I don't think anyone actually went in and translated it. It certainly isn't going to be full of hot, fresh reveals. I was just curious. But we got a picture of the back of the box for what appears to be a gift set of Combiner Wars Computron, uh, which both of you guys, I'm sure, are pretty jazzed to see. Uh, what what with your wonderful times with Betatron. Yeah. Um, how are those Betatrons yeah, beta looking? Who? <laughs> how are those toys looking? Um, it was looking great when I threw it in a box for eBay. All right. <laughs> looking to make the make a hot five bucks off that one. Oh, yeah. Just get it out of Make your life. Make that investment. Yeah. Um, we've got, uh, look at basically the combined mode. Uh, there are a couple of really key things worth seeing here. Number one is Scattershot clearly has more paint going on in his torso mode than Betatron did. Um, the confirmation that of, of what everyone assumed, which is that drill bit thing on the brawl mold, is going to be what Nose Cone is. Uh, it appears that uh, Lightspeed is the dead end mold. And as uh, I think someone 
brought up, that's that looks like it's specifically the streetwise version, which means he'll A, look more futuristic, and B, probably have an unpainted light bar. Uh, there seems to be some new gun stuff on Strafe, um, up and back. There seem to be a pair of symmetrical matched white guns bulking out Computron's hips the way I always wanted symmetrical matched guns to bulk out Superion's hips. Uh, Cosmos is in there with his Minicon, painted yellow, and, uh, Groove is not there, but a retool of Groove with, uh, at least a different, uh, front windshield is on there as, uh, the guy whose name I always forget. <coughs> Afterburner. Afterburner. Um, <laughs> yeah, it definitely has more of a Tron look to him than... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the uh, final thing is there appear to be new hands and feet, which do not appear to be Victorion's new hands and feet, uh, which is another bit of exciting news. Uh, let's just let's talk about, you know, the big thing, which is that the Groove Mold, as a retool, appears to be destined for uh, North American shores. Uh, I got a theory that this doesn't necessarily mean they're going to release Groove, because I wonder if the shape of the groove windshield might be part of the problem, if there's a problem. I, I'm just sort of rattling this off as a, as a really weak theory I've got. There's just as much of a chance groove will come out. But I, I wonder if uh, redoing that canopy to be, like, less of a rounded, sharpened edge uh, would help that toy come out. Either way, that toy's going to come out stateside somehow, and that's really cool. Um, uh, my guess on that is it's just a matter of they didn't have a slot for it. yeah. That too. <laughs> Where, you know, they, they probably made the call to have, you know, Groove be a, a small motorcycle that becomes a chest thing and swap that around. And then after they'd made the call, designed the toys, come up with the plans, then Takara Tomi said, well, you know, we could do it. And, you know, now Hasbro's, you know, eight months in advance having to order things. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a matter of changing it up and figuring things out and... Now they they're able to get this done because the majority of that work's been done and they can move on with life. And also, it's a, it's yeah. a gift set, so if there is any kind of cost differential, they can just bounce that off of one of the other ones. Right. It's a whole lot easier yeah. to dump that that cost into a gift set than on a single uh, yeah. deluxe. And even if they had any kind of plan to actually release Groove, it's not as it's it's not our previous. Uh, Oh, here, here are here are the two guys you miss. Here's your Wild Rider and uh, yeah, I keep, the other I can't one, keep Quick Slinger. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'd have to wait for Blastoff to come out, who isn't even in in hand yet in Japan. Yeah, although I I still would say I wouldn't be surprised to see Groove and Blastoff come out like in Holiday or maybe next year, uh, yeah. depending yeah. you know, and if there's if there's a yeah, window. There's there's demand for it. I mean, oh, yeah. they might not be made for like standard deluxe sizes, but as like a collector's release, the same way they did the last two, mm -hmm. you could you could up the you could up the price of that just to make sure they're available. Or if there is a collector club convention venue next year, which is like that's an ongoing story right now. Uh, given that the 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 Bacon set last year was able to do uh, Japanese breakdown, like that could be a venue as well. Because uh, Japanese Breakdown, I believe, fell into the same area of he just doesn't really fit into anything going on stateside. Um, but yeah, Computron's getting the motorbike, uh, which I've still not actually messed with myself. And so I think it's it's doubly cool that there is a remolded part on it. Because like you were saying, uh, like a Tron bike feels like a great place to put an afterburner. I mean, like Make Toys did a super Tron bike on their original take. So, uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that. And uh, the, the big rumor bouncing around, of course, is that that Cosmos is supposed to be Scrounge, which is fine. I don't remember what Scrounge has to do with the, the Technobots necessarily, but I love the Cosmos mold, so I don't I don't mind. I think his placement there is a little unfortunate because uh, it, it, because of the nature of his minicon, it looks like there's just a little man on a stick jutting off of that guy's shoulder and <laughs> I would probably put him somewhere else myself. Well, I don't think there's much place you could put him. The advantage of putting him there on Strape is it's obviously a new front section for the jet mode. Yeah. Yeah, so you can mold on the parts that will actually let him attach. I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. I could... I would would like to at least pull off the little space shuttle and attach him to the top of the gun. You know, where the peg hole is that uh, Power Glide goes into. Uh it's well. It's too bad that little man doesn't have a I don't know a gun mode Ex- of some sort. You could exactly. use instead. Exactly. Uh, well, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, about the the delivery on this Computron? You know, now that now that you don't have to worry anymore about a Computron. <laughs> I am thoroughly excited now. Like, th- this looks so good, and I love how much extra work has gone. The extra work that has gone into some of these makes me really kind of like it looks it's one of those situations where everything else on it looks so nice and spot on. It does kind of make me wonder why other things got skipped or switched around. Hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I love the fact that they remolded an aerial bot to have Strafe's like dual gun nose cone thing. You know, I'd like I like the fact that they remolded for a drill tank and they remolded for a Tron bike. I do wonder why afterburner's windshield is green now instead of white probably that, that was a lot I, I because transparent's cool yeah I, I would assume that has to do with i would assume that has to do with either just hey let's get a splash of color on here or maybe somewhere on here is another use of that green plastic that i'm just not spotting. yeah maybe oh it might be his eyes or something yeah yeah, I don't. I don't Something mind a, a shot of green myself, but like you know, that's a prime spot for repro labels to do up. You know, three strips to cover it up in white. Yeah, yeah. Out of all, yeah. Well, that's just goes back to like, like I said, it's 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 the amount of work that impresses me, and then makes me notice things like, well, they still didn't re- they still didn't mold a mouth into the head, and I can't tell if they changed anything. Well, that's the other things. I have no idea if they changed anything on light speed. Yeah, I, I I would be prepared yeah. for light speed and you know by by extension scatter shot to both be fairly untouched. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I'd like to I, see I, new heads on everybody. Mm-hmm. I did mention to somebody we're talking about light speed and what should be changed up and things like oh the windshield should look more futuristic, but you can kind of get away with it on that mold. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think the chest should be redone. But the cheapest way of going, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Just just kind of get that out there. It would have been to use street the streetwise mold because that head is relatively close. Yeah, and like with with nose cone, like it's worth mentioning that that drill thing instead of the cannon is probably the only new thing on him aside from maybe a new head. So it's not nearly big enough. It's a tiny little drill for yeah. drilling <laughs> tiny little holes. Um, so like you know he's he's got a new gun basically. Um, and because the rest of that toy looks identical to me, uh, and I, I don't mind that, and, and especially if that nose cone turns out like my brawl has turned out, where his waist lock works, like if that's been mostly evened out, then I'm super jazzed. Uh, 
if it's not, then I'm a little bummed that I never ended up handling a bad brawl because I was hoping to try to figure out how to fix it with Bondic, but now I can't because mine works. And I guess that's damn it. Why do these work? It's a terrible thing to be whining about, to be sure. Um, (laughs) The other big thing, I guess, is the new hands and feet. Uh, My big thing about those is I'm happy there's an ankle tilt because to me, the only thing Combiner Wars was missing critically was an ankle tilt. Uh, to allow for all that weight to stand solidly. Um, but these new hands and feet, for as, as good as they look, I'm and again, here I am shooting the gift horse in the nuts, I'm going to be bummed out if there's no way to convincingly store those anywhere on anybody. Because uh, I'm very used to that now, and that's one of my favorite things about the hand-foot gun approach. Uh, obviously, the shoes would probably under-sling under uh, Scattershot's wings pretty easily, because I assume there's 5mm ports on those. I don't actually remember. I never got scattershot. But if there are 5mm ports, then, you know, it's a 5mm peg on the foot. So you can just put them under there as, like, boosters. And so hopefully I could stick the hand somewhere, too. I'm trying to remember. I might have blocked the toy from memory by now. I could go look at a picture, but why bother? God, gotta Google that. Surprise myself later is what I'll do. Uh... It would be actually really clever since Scattershot's vehicle mode is so much bulkier than Silver Bolt's if this is how they bulk it up for this release. That would be so cool. Like, like really, you know, if those 5mm ports are there like I assume they are, all they got to do is, is get those hands to attach to the feet. And then, you know, they'll look like hands and feet, you know, if you look at them closely. I just want them to amorphously blob onto him to bulk him out in his alt mode. And then if they're on his wings, just leave him stuck on there in his robot mode. It'll be unwieldy, but they're stuck somewhere. And if I want to change it, just pull them off at that point. But that's all I want. And I also really hope that that ankle tilt is is detented. Otherwise, that could get ugly. Um, Aaron, uh, you've also been on, on Camp Computron on this podcast. Uh, how are you feeling mm-hmm. seeing this finished box set version? Uh, it looks good. I'm still kind of confused. Or, I don't know, confused. Um, the torso stickers that were like glaringly missing from uh the betatron version i can't quite tell if that's a photoshop toss over or an odd paint it looks really because Photoshop-y. it looks it, it looks kind <laughs> yeah. of papery yeah i, I mean I, um, I would assume those are champoed on the real one but i bet you those were yeah. photoshopped on for that picture right but it was that was that my joke about it seems like nose cones drill is a little bit small yeah for for what he is, but yeah. then again, a drill on the front of a tank is kind of a weird thing. So less less of a uh, less of a tank. Very good. I want I want to say on the original toy, it's like right there on the front. It is right. It is. Yeah. It is. Just, it hangs down. I mean, it it covers the front of the tank because that's the part that you twist back to expose his head. Yeah. Yeah. Slash like, I'm, combiner nub. So I'm trying to think of like how that gets. How could you even work that better? Since like even if you had. Like the placement would be like right where the knee joint is, so it's not like there's even room to engineer a socket in there. I think you could you could just make that thing bigger and clip over the front of the tank. I think it's worth noting that that whole that whole turret also double joints to go to like move up to the front of the hull um, on brawl. Right. So the drill at least will be uninhibitedly. You, know, you can set it up so it's uninhibitedly protruding from the front. It's just up a little right. bit. And they and that may be the the stock version of the toy, and they just have it recessed down. Yeah, for the the leg mode, but I don't know. It's it looks good. I'm definitely going to uh, when this thing goes up for pre order at a place with a reasonable price. It will be pre ordered. Yeah, like I'm you know I'm going to assume it'll be about a hundred American, one fifty Canadian, like the last two box sets have been. Um, 
See, I'm not even questioning that, because we're getting technically one extra figure in this set, not to mention this... Like, I think, like, short of Victorian has the most parts we've seen. Yeah, like, I mean, the the G2 sets each had a legend as well. So, I mean, this one has a legend. But not his, a legend and a target master. But, the, I mean... Yeah, legend is a legend for price points. Yeah, pr price point-wise, Cosmos just came out at a time when that little dude could come with him. Like, I don't... <laughs> Okay, you know what? It'll be it'll be one oh five. There we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Give that mini con his due. Um, the the funny thing I saw come off of this was uh, a lot of people saying, "Man, I hope they sell those hands and feet separately." I love to just buy hands and feet for my existing combiners, and I'm kind of yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, I mean, I, I think it would be really cool if they did, but I'm also kind of feeling like I got this great news for you that actually there are a bunch of people who have been making hands and feet for the past twelve months. If you really want to go and look for them. <laughs> but uh, I was saying on Twitter, like, I, I would love to see those hands and feet find a way to come out in more colors. I just don't see a venue outside of if Hasbro starts doing real specialized stuff through Hasbro Toy Shop. Because um, those things, especially if they don't really have any mode outside of fists and boots, like, there's there's no way to, to package that, that that would not end up shelf warming, I think. Uh, in the the in the quantities it would need to be produced at, but mm -hmm. uh, this is this is really cool. It's making me excited about if that Lyo Kaiser art leads to an actual figure and not just a piece of concept art. Like if that guy also benefits from uh, these fresh things. I love the hand foot gun. Uh, the hand foot gun needs an ankle tilt added to it though. There's a shapeways piece I've actually got on order. Hopefully going to have that next month that adds uh, an ankle tilt platform to the hand foot gun. Uh, and if that works out really well, that's going to be like exactly what i wanted for most of these guys um but on these box sets like where the hand foot gun isn't necessary like when it's not a g2 set and they can i guess afford to tool these new ones like for a gift set this totally works because the hand foot gun existed partly due to everyone being for sale separately and thus mm -hmm. you would need to give function to that piece when it's on its own uh, right. now in a gift set you don't really um I know that, you know, an easy question is, why didn't they do this for the G2 sets? And I, I believe that would be because the G2 sets probably the I would guess those toys are tied intrinsically somewhat to the hand foot gun production. Uh, either that and or those sets were designed before they had settled on actually getting these original pieces done. Um, right. Yeah, that's very much, you know, again, like I said, it's I think I remember at one point in time them saying that from the time that a toy shows up on a shelf to the time where they have to lock it in like hey we're going to be making x that it's six to eight months yeah I so it's you you make plans and you see it and then you know along the way people are complaining when they, we first get photos of the g2 set that like oh they should really have custom things and then that can be a feedback that goes back and like well we've got the time to do it for the next set yeah should we and and I'm you know this is also precisely the kind of question if you're going to be at BotCon at the Hasbro panel and they do Q and A this is precisely the kind of question to ask is uh, can you tell us the story of the you know the dedicated hands and feet um, and how they relate to whatever whatever uh, anyway that's that's it's really cool to see that Computron's going to get his due um, I still wouldn't take that as meaning abominus as anytime soon because Computron is still vehicles. Uh, and that's easier to put together than something else. Um, I hope Lyokaiser happens. Anyway, 
We got some more pictures of toys. Uh, these come from pre-orders. These are three figures coming out in Japan. Uh, these are the Transformers Legends releases in Japan of three Titans Return toys. The first time we're seeing Titans Return stuff uh, as it will be releasing uh, over in Japan. Hardhead, Skullcruncher, and Galvatron went up for pre-order. Uh, the big thing about these guys is that their Titan Masters have way more paint. Uh, the Deluxes have cartoon faces. And the Deluxes also are coming with two of the standalone Titan Master vehicles, but just the one Titan Master or Headmaster. And the vehicles slash monsters are uh, recolored to match, uh, like, the main figure they're coming with. So Hardhead, for instance, is coming with the little uh, tank jet thing that came with, I don't remember his name anymore, but one of the Decepticon standalone Titan Masters, I believe, uh, is coming with that. Um, and then Skullcruncher is coming with Crash Bash's turkey thing that turns into a headless T-Rex. Uh, and it, this is also showing, I think the first time we're seeing it, uh, although I, I double-checked, this apparently was stated at New York Comic Con, that those vehicles have a third weapon mode for the Deluxes to hold on to. Um, and I think that that is a really cool way to work all that together into one package. Uh, the main thing that I want to know now is how these Japanese ones look next to the production American ones, because all the side-by-side -side pictures are side-by-side -side with CAD renders of the American ones, which isn't really informing a whole lot other than, like, t like, like the placement of colors, not so much, like, how they're going to look in the end. Uh, as for Galvatron, like, you know, he's got different uh, color placement with purples and grays. And he's got a light purple, like a very lavender purple, but we have no idea precisely what purple will be on the American one, other than it will probably be darker. Um, the main thing, like, I, like I'm saying, the main thing I like about these, I like the color-matched uh, bonus vehicles, and I really like the paint jobs on the Titan Masters, especially Galvatrons, where they, like, you know, they painted in the red and the black and everything. Those are also things that were probably really easy to do myself on an American version, if I were to want to do that. But, uh, Aaron, how are you feeling about the Japanese take on these Titan Master toys? Um, they're more Titan Masters, kind of. I'm not thrilled, but I'm not bummed. Hmm. Um, I think it's interesting that they're coming packed in with the, like, additional bit. Like, the, the tank, gun, airplane thing. Yeah. Or whatever. But that's, <clears throat> I wonder if that's Japan trying to justify a, a higher price point or something. Well, I mean, yeah, they, these are selling for more. Like, I think the deluxes are four thousand yen rather than the usual roundabouts twenty five hundred yen. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if the vehicle necessarily is in and of itself worth fifteen hundred yen. Like, I'd want to know more about the paint in comparison to the paint on ours. Uh, my my main personal thing is. I also want to know what Canadian retail will be on Titans Return Deluxes, because uh, with the way our exchange rate or our currency plummeted in the last couple months or last year, uh, there's a decent chance that our retail prices might go up this year. So I'm 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 tentatively waiting. Billion dollars. <laughs> like if it becomes a case of it's actually comparable to buy the Japanese ones, I might just do that. Uh, but I'm not sure. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about this delivery on the, I guess, the Headmasters over in Japan? Well, the paint jobs is something I come to expect at this point. You know, Takara's going to go more cartoon accurate, where Hasbro goes more toy accurate. So mm -hmm. that's pretty that's pretty standard at this point, along with all the extra paint. It does look really nice. Like, I'm happy to see those molds done up in ways that I can make out all the details. That's a plus. Mm -hmm. Uh... Going, coming with all the additional uh, Titan Master vehicles is interesting. You know, part of it, 
I kind of see as uh, bulking up the package and like more value for your money. I can kind of see that. Maybe a price hike to justify. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's an interesting idea, if only because with with these tank, you know, with all like tanks and everything, that these things transform into weapons. And if they still have the functionality of uh, combining with a Titan Master to change to a different form, like. You're you're kind of rolling headmasters, target masters, and even power masters all into one little bundle. Totally, and just a really fun. That it sounds like a really fun play pattern to have all that available in a deluxe release. And I wonder if this is also because the Legends line is a lot more collector oriented in Japan, and like I could see the discussion being there's no venue to just release a headmaster with a vehicle in the Legends line. Yeah, part of me views that well. I can kind of view that here in America as, hey, this is our solution to, well, we can't make headmasters because you lose the heads all the time. Yeah. Go spend, you know, go spend, you know, 10 bucks and go get a new head. It's it's right there on the shelves. Whereas in Japan, it's not as likely because it is more collector oriented. Yeah. And uh not really a market for just like releasing them individually like that. Yeah, there's no... I, I don't see with the way that Japan does, you know, the division between their collector and kids lines. I just don't see a way to to swing head like head trans headmasters basically with vehicles to their to their child audience without them producing an original anime to go with it, uh, which they probably don't really need to do because they've got R.I.D. season two coming up to dub. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I don't see collectors over there being all that interested in just heads when they're getting, you know, the cartoon heads that they would remember well um coming with the toys themselves uh I, I really like the idea of these like alternate faces being like like i feel like this is titan's returns version of um you know design level head retools where they have like different faces done for you know different heads um like the, you know we're getting the toy face japan's getting the cartoon face i wonder if there will be a venue to, to see the other version come out in the other market you know as the year goes on um so yeah, I'm kind of hemming and hawing on this right now. Uh, these are also coming out in July. Titan's Return is slated to come out in fall. Uh, doesn't always mean that's when it's coming out. But right now it's looking like there's a chance these might be the first way to experience the toys in hand. Which I'm sure is a small draw on these opening pre-orders. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, like I can't really spot anything super different outside of just some color placements. And I almost want... Like, these are also very obviously hand-painted. If you look at some of the close-up shots, like the, the close-up of the little Megatron in the cockpit of Galvatron's jet mode, you can see some of the... Like, all the paint looks really thick and glossy, and you can... All kinds of bubbly. Yeah, and, and you can see, like, on the on the wrist ratchets on Galvatron's wrists, the way they're folded up in that close-up, like, you can see the paint chipping off those wrist ratchets already, um, because these were probably enameled up for this photo shoot. So... Like, there's going to be different tones, but I was hoping there would be more of an overt, like, this is the 4,000 yen at work, um, and I'm not seeing it yet. Uh, but it's it's not helping that these are obviously hand-painted. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the in-hand comparisons of the two. Um, I'm kind of tempted to just get both Galvatrons, because I love Galvatron. But I don't know. We'll see what, what things look like in the summer. Either of you guys considering these Japanese versions, or are you content to wait for stateside? I'll be content. Yeah. I, I kind of like the individual vehicles having their own heads and personalities. Mm. And I'm I'm 
my nostalgia leans toward the actual toys of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm just really curious to see what, you know, this looks like as we go down the line and uh at the end of the day, I think it's really great that this, this like, you know, toy versus cartoon option will be there for everybody to choose between. Um and other than that, we haven't seen anything else fresh from Legends. Uh there's a fire truck coming. No, no, that's an ambulance. That is usually an ambulance. Uh so somebody fell down a staircase, unfortunately. But that does it for our news items. Next up, we've got some listener questions. Uh, I've got a multi-part listener question here from Carito, who says, Hello, Evangelist, TJ Omega, and Aaron. Uh, it is I, the Creator Prime, and I have a cat. It has nothing to do with my question, but I have been annoying everyone around me during the past week with my cat, so why should you guys be any different? Um, I, you know, I, I had a weird dream the other night about having a cat, and I wasn't allergic to it, and it was great. But then I woke up, and I was like, I can't have a cat because I'm allergic. And that was a bummer. Um... I wouldn't say a bummer. I I like I like cats. I like cats and dogs. Um, I feel like the you get either one as an infant, and you treat it right as an infant, and then you're going to be good for the rest of your or, you know rest of its lifespan. That's my outlook anyway. But then again, it's better to, to rescue animals because there are so many that are born without you know. This is going into a completely different topic. If you can do it, rescue an animal rather than get a new one is my understanding yes always um one of these days i would love to just go to a rescue and stare but i i don't want to invite that temptation because i don't have a nice place for an animal to live right now it's way too cluttered just be it'd be a very sad dog or cat it's just like this is a mess i can't i have nowhere here i'm, I'm like living in a tunnel uh anyway we've got a bunch of combiner wars questions here uh the first one is um Carito has lost Skydive and Alpha Bravo's weapons. Is wondering if you have any idea where they might have ended up. Aaron, where do you usually find your weapons when you lose them? <clears throat> well, I think he's told us right at the beginning of this uh, question where it's ended up. He got a cat. Cats mm. are dicks. Mm. Oh, what's this on the table? Oh, where'd it go? Oh, well. Hey, what's this on the table? Look under furniture. And if he's got a dog as well, then the dog might have come by and went like, oh, food. And just, you know, chomped him. Uh, depending on the dog. Some dogs yeah. are smart. Some dogs aren't so smart about that sort of thing. <laughs> some dogs need a helping hand. <laughs> Don't eat that. Um, usually when I can't find a weapon, it's underneath my subwoofer. Because my subwoofer has four little feet that take it off the ground. Which is like high enough, just high enough, that every now and then something falls on the floor, bounces, and slides under it. And I'm like, where'd it go? Um, I have recently gotten the habit of just opening up and oh, opening, lifting my subwoofer off the floor and looking there first. And half the time, that's where it ended up. It's really weird. My subwoofer is like a plastic magnet. Uh, TJ, do you have a usual spot that dropped accessories end up? I'm not necessarily sure it counts. I mean, typically what I do with accessories is I'll either, I'll either put them in a bin. So they're all just like there. Hmm. Or if something's going to the display shelf and I want to keep it beside there, I will usually toss it somewhere between their legs, just where, you know, there's empty space anyway. It stays close to them, I mean, et cetera. I mean, when you're messing and, with a figure, you know, and it's, you know, that moment happens, uh, you're like, whoops, and it falls, it bounces. You know, when, when accessories bounce, they never bounce up. They bounce sideways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For extreme distances at extreme speeds. Uh, echolocation is a very helpful uh, tool for a toy collector to have, I find. Uh, generally, the table I keep around for 
all the stuff that I'm gooping with is... I, I don't know. It's kind of different for me because I'm on a tile floor. Oh, so, so you can really hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. And I can follow its trajectory. I can do the echo the dolphin thing and know where, where it is. Yeah. Um, typically for me, and it it'll usually... Uh, It'll it'll either slide under my computer because the feet on it are fairly tall, mm-hmm. or in an extreme circumstance, uh, in the way this room works, I've had things bounce into other shelves and get lost. Yeah, so that's the worst. I was gonna bring up at the end is when you hear the bounce, you hear the tunk tunk, and then it just stops all of a sudden. And you're like, well, that doesn't mean it landed. That means it landed somewhere where you, I'm not gonna hear it bounce. <sighs> yeah, right. It landed somewhere where it no longer makes noise. Yeah, that's the worst. Because it's like, well, did it like did it land on something soft or did it just wedge in something? Yeah. Or what happened? And oh man, I've had like a twenty minute search once where I was just like, no, I can't deal with the fact that I know this thing is like I know right now roughly where this thing is, and I'm gonna forget tomorrow. Yeah. That that's that's any time a missile fires off when you're not expecting it to. Mm-hmm. Because god knows where it ended up and if it if you don't get at least two tinks out of it you're you're done oh yeah i've I've, uh, a couple times i've had the one tink fall where i hear it hit the ground and i see it bounce away and then i never hear anything and i'm like what just happened once it was lodged in a fold in the bottom of my pant leg (laughs) it bounced up and just went in there silently and just you know wedged in and stopped i spent 10 minutes looking around and I was like, where did it go? And then I like, I don't know, stomped like stomped my leg or like stepped or something. Like I it bumped out of my pant leg and then just landed next to my foot. And it, I needed like five seconds to process what happened, because to my eyes, it looked like it just manifested next to my foot. And I was like, what? Like, I was about I was about ready to give up on the day there. I was like, okay, no, I magic isn't real. I can't deal with this. <laughs> um anyway, the next three questions from Carito apparently all very similar, so they're all just bundled together. Um, what's a third-party accessory upgrade or full-on figure you're surprised hasn't happened yet? Uh, surprised if it never happens, or that you would like to happen? Uh, for example, he's surprised there's no combining weapon packs yet for Combiner Wars. Uh, he would be surprised if there's never a full-on third-party figure, um, like a limb. Uh, and he'd love to see Sweep Seekers, uh, or Energon Prime limbs, which are all, I think those are all on the top of everybody's list right now. Um, in fact, I'm... I'm maintaining that I think by 2017, it'll at least have been on a whiteboard to do Energon Prime limbs because you've got, uh, you know, in in Unite Warriors, because um, you've got the E-Hobby Grand Scourge and you've got the Takaratomi Mall Grand Prime, who are both like just sitting there waiting for the Prime Force limbs in some fashion. Um, but TJ, just in the realm of Combiner Wars, uh, what's you know what's something that you you're surprised hasn't happened, and you'd be surprised if it never happened, etc. Mm, this is this is tricky for me because I don't follow third party. I have no idea what has already happened. I'll just st- state stuff, and I'll tell you if it's happened or not. State stuff. Has there been a devastator? Uh, I got good news for you. There are like five. Oh, nice. So you got options. <laughs> By the way, I just want to mention again, <laughs> there are like six Devastators on the market between everything, mm-hmm. and then more if you start going back in into the 2000s. Like, I, I, I have trouble understanding, like, I, I can't deal with it when I see someone go like, man, they haven't made the Devastator for me yet. Because I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> what is it like to eat with you? <laughs> like, what is it like to pick out decorations or like, or, or decorate a house or like build a, a barn or something? Like, I don't get it. Anyway. 
No. Um, okay, in that spectrum, something that I... Hasbro kind of did it, but I would love to see it... Just for the amusement, I'd like to see it done properly would be, like, an actual masquerade set. Like... The okay. right, like the right toys and the right characters that mm. still combine like a menasaur. Yeah, I uh, I thought that was going to be the thrush of the Unite Warriors version, but uh, I was wrong. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised they ended up using the existing toys, but they went for a very Energon Prime like sub aesthetic on it that I, I really wasn't expecting at all. Yeah, which is, which is a really clever way of using those same figures. Yeah, totally. Like the placement and everything and, you know, Sunstreaker being in place of the drill tank. They are both yellow. Like, it's yeah. not perfect, but like, I get it. Um, But yeah, I, I, I am like, I feel like the masquerade thing, it must have been the first idea everyone had. And then it had to change for, you know, one reason or another. Um, Who's who's left out of masquerade that we it's wind charger and someone else, right? Wind charger and jazz. Yeah. I, I mean, this isn't third party anymore. I can't believe Jazz hasn't happened. Like, I feel like that yeah. that would have been a guy to do out of Streetwise. Oh, uh, they already had Prowl. Yeah. Which, if you you do a new Prowl head, you already have two other repaints you could go forward with. So, I, I, I guess they didn't require another black and white Autobot at the time. Totally. I mean, I mean, I think... If Combiner Wars retools sell well and keep happening into 2017, like Ratchet and Jazz and Silver Streak have got to be on a short list somewhere for like a, a case wave. Um, make make me a sweep. I swear to God, make me a freaking sweep. Yeah, I mean, it goes without justify saying. that one toy. Everyone, everyone wants. There's a uh, someone. Um, can't... Yeah, but then people will be upset that they made like two others out of the same mold, exactly the same. What the hell? At this point, when you're complaining about re remold use in Combiner Wars, I feel like that's less about the individual toy and just more about Combiner Wars. Like, yeah. right right now, to expect no more retools, I think, is like, you, you got to look elsewhere, man. Like, you, you got to go fully third party. Um, There's a... I got linked to a thread um, in Radicons. Uh, one of several threads, which I've actually been terrible at keeping up with. There are a lot of people 3D printing their own stuff and not necessarily through Shapeways. And, and selling them. And it's really interesting. Um, and there's one guy who has made this assortment of parts to basically turn the 2009 Deluxe Scourge slash Sweeps toy into a limb for Galvatronus. So there's like an adapter for, for fists and hands. There's a framing piece to hold the legs together. And there's an adapter to give it a combiner port. Like, And he says right in the thread, this is not very solid. Like this is a very fragile combiner. But mm-hmm. he's printing three parts to clamp around a sweep to make them into an arm or a leg. I think that's kind of cool. You know, it's not the best solution in the world, but it's a solution. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, TJ, was there anything else you wanted to throw in off that question? I lost track of where we were completely. Um, going for the the whole whack of questions here. Or? Oh, just just that one that that two three four question. Yeah. Well. Uh, two three four uh in the realm of third party just in general that would like to happen surprise it hasn't happened yet i'm surprised no one in the third party has tried to make a good pretender yet yeah i think that that's been bounced around discussion threads but it falls into that really weird realm of like pretenders are too late in g1 for the really 
for the people who are ready to drop thousands a month to care about right now. Yeah. And like I've said many times, I feel that those folks, their their desires somewhat dictate a good 60% of the unofficial market right now, um, for better or for worse. And in mm-hmm. the for worse side, I don't think any of them want pretenders at all. So, yeah, I, they, it's really weird talking about stuff that feels like it should be obvious that, you know, when you think about it, might not actually sell all that well. I think it's nuts in some cases, but I think that market is, you know, we're due for a market shift in the next two or three years. So I hope, I hope that happens. Um, Aaron, what about you? What do you, you know, what are your answers to this question? I don't know. I'm, I am kind of surprised that there haven't been more, um, variety in replacement hands and feet. Absolutely. I agree. Because there's just the, like, <clears throat> the one that's in like four colors or it's whatever. perfect perfect effect is basically the yeah, one effect. that everyone can just go out and buy right now so i'm i'm just kind of surprised there's that that hasn't been more but at the same time i think i'm with you the hand foot gun isn't a bad thing mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i it's something i can easily live with especially since how much does that hand, the replacement hands and feet cost? And that so that's a place where uh, people with their own personal three D printers have started to really come out of the woodwork. Um, yeah, is uh, designing basically a foot with a ball socket joint that ends in a five millimeter peg. Uh, I recently spotted a couple more of those. Um, I should run down outside of Perfect Effect. Like the next one that that came out was non F productions. Non F unfortunately has been uh struggling to keep up with demand on hands and feet. Hands are just starting to get produced because the foot molds apparently exploded. Um so those are not ones when I say that perfect effect is the only one you can just go out and buy, that's what I'm talking about. It's the one that's at all the retailers that you can just go and order right now if you want it. Non F stuff you have to be keeping an eye on the site uh and hoping that the the uh demand on those tapers out a little bit so that stock can actually grow there um the guild of concoctionist intent is making uh at least feet for bruticus specifically uh those are coming sometime in the next few months um i spotted oh god what was it It someone who was 3d printing uh feet for superion and menasaur that looked pretty cool those ones ran for like non-f's feet i believe were like 15 or something like that um, the ones that this fellow was 3D printing, whose name I can't remember now, uh, were running for similar to that. Uh, the GCI set's part of a bundle with other stuff. Um, but yeah, any solution really is kind of expensive. Like, the thing I'm getting is off Shapeways, it's a design by Steam Shield, and it adds a, a an ankle tilt to the existing hand-foot gun. That's still, like, 15 Canadian, you know, 10 or 12 American, uh, per pair. Uh, and yeah, it's tricky. It's real tricky. And I am, like you, surprised that in the production plastic world, there are, like, barely any options. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because I also feel Perfect Effects designs, like, their Bruticus hands and feet are better. But those first ones that most people have, I think, suffered from a rush to get produced that turned out to be unnecessary because no one else was doing anything. Um, but yeah, I, I can't believe that we are not, like, drowning in a flood of options for that stuff. I was so certain we would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and re- that's also like really my answer to the question. I can't believe that there aren't more options. Like we are just now starting to get options and a majority of those involve having to deal with the, you know, the foibles of 3d printing, be it grainy shapeways or liney um, home printers. 
Uh, and there's ways to fix that stuff, you know, if you're up for some DIY, but I know a lot of people aren't. So, yeah. Uh, the final question from Carito is, uh, what do you think of the idea that because Commander Wars Cyclonus has mind control abilities, uh, he's meant to go with the fourth extra member of every team? Um... Who do you think the fourth limb member might be? So this is this is kind of like a lot of people I think have looked at Cyclonus and Galvatronus as kind of the depositing point for all of their superfluous limb robots. But then we got to waves like three onwards, like and there are no more superfluous limb robots. So this whole idea I think kind of fell apart, and the mind control thing is really the the main thing to go with because there aren't any more super. There's two superfluous limbs. And then you run out, because every other limb is accounted for. Mm -hmm. um, but what did you guys think of the whole thing of Cyclonus mind-controlling people to combine with him to, like, resurrect Galvatron? I always thought that was a really fun idea. And I, I... Uh, It's not bad. It Especially since he's not generally a combiner, it gives the story reason of why he's a combiner. Yeah. I, uh, I, I thought it was really clever. Um... And I, I wished that a similar idea had been more solidly delivered on single pack scattershot. Like, I think it would have been the way to deliver him was was to say, like, he's an experimental combiner uh, there. Like, you know, make him like pre computron scattershot experimental combiner torso. Uh, you can combine with anybody in a pinch. Um, he's looking to, to they're looking to create something better than what he is now. Uh, I don't think that would have sold the toy any better, but it would have at least, I think, made it more survivable. Uh, TJ, what do you think of, of, of Cyclonus mind-controlling limbs onto himself? Uh, it's a it's a bizarre power to suddenly give him, un, un, unless you want to fall into the camp that he is uh, he is bombshell. I yet yeah, I had not thought about that. That's like what if this is the other Cyclonus from the bombshell clone, and he's he's using cerebral whatevers. Yeah, cerebral bores. Yeah, just—it's got his old mind mind control powers back. It—I I, kind of wish they had played it that way. Honestly, it would have been really that would that would have been a fun way of playing with canon. Yeah, to like just canonize the background Cyclonus, and then like say, hey, guess what? Skywarp and a bombshell both became Cyclonuses. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm really <laughs> bummed out that like. I guess I'm bu I'm just bummed out that due to the way that cases and assortments work, we ended up with superfluous torsos rather than superfluous limbs for the most part. Like that we didn't get more one-off deluxes and stuff. Because mm -hmm. I, I feel like it, it affected it, especially like not just as collectors, but because on the packages they're like, you know, one of five, two of five. Like they kind of define who's supposed to go with who. That you don't really end up with superfluous limbs and then you have to like break up uh, unified teams to to make better use of the superfluous torsos. Like I, I, I wish there had just been like one more wave of just deluxes, or like a, a, a retailer exclusive wave of deluxes. Then that's that. You know that and it didn't have to even be like you know existing combiner characters. Just like something to fill up my other torsos with. Weird, weird complaint to have after a line where we got basically six combiners over the course of a year. <laughs> But they delivered on that. So anyway, uh, thanks for your questions, Carito. We've also got a question from the DF, which has to do with kid-friendly Transformers. 
Uh, he says, Guten Tag, Evangelist and friends. With the end of Transformers Robots in Disguise coming at the end of this season, so too does it seem another, for lack of a better term, kid-friendly Transformers toy line uh, will soon be biting the dust. I have to imagine another Transformers cartoon will come in to fill the void and give rise to another toy line to occupy the target demographic space between rescue bots and generations. My question to you, gents, is this. What would you like that boy's 6-12 to 12 Transformers toy line, hypothetically, to look like? That is to say, what features would you want to see employed on the line that would make both the target audience and older fans happy what would you like to see omitted that have been employed in previous kid lines or brought back keep in mind this would presumably be a line for the kids to enjoy so try to maintain some of the more youngster appropriate features like easier transformation and simple colors uh in your answers uh like basically try to find a happy medium um hope i provide you folks with some good fuel for discussion look forward to your answers always chow for now the df uh i want to know how well um the non-transforming or yeah, how well do non-transforming gimmick toys sell? And how well do three steps sell? Those are two things I've always wondered about. It's like one steps, I totally see it. Uh, ti the Titan toys apparently make tons of money. So, I, you know, I can't, you can't really touch those. But I want to know what, like, those big three and five step changers are doing. Like, if those are actually mm -hmm. moving or making money or are they just, like, are they fast action battlers and we're not going to see them again? That's my big question. Um, Aaron, what do you want to see out of a... A six to twelve age range Transformers line. I think that just keeping it as a Transformer goes a long way. Um, you introduce the concept of changing from one thing to another in the younger line, and then in the older line, it's a whole lot easier to throw. Okay, not only does it turn from a robot to a car, but then it also turns into you know whatever else. Yeah, and <clears throat> whatever the gimmick becomes. And the robots in disguise line actually maintain that pretty like it's kind of funny. The the quote unquote kids line at the warrior price point were just straight one off transformers. And the right. collector line was totally gimmick loaded combiner stuff. <laughs> Which is kind of funny in retrospect. Um but uh yeah, TJ, what would you want to see out of a six to twelve Transformers line? One of the things I always felt out of the current R.I.D. line is I think I, th I think it targeted just a little too young. Because lines previous to that, you had you did have darker colors. You did have different uh, design aesthetics going on. And a lot of the stuff that I see out of R.I.D. I mean, is so bright and smooth and simple at points. It's almost hard to tell it from the rescue bot stuff. Like, at least at least on an aesthetic point, you know, they it feels like R.I.D. for instance doesn't feel halfway between Rescue Bot and Combiner War. It's more to the young side. I'd like to see it go back to, you know, s somewhere around the or uh, so somewhere around the Prime and Cybertron style where, you know, you're willing to have like you're willing to have, you know, more color play. You're willing to have some cooler designs because i think one of the i think one of the things that it was true when i was a kid and i st i still feel it's kind of true is kids like the stuff the older kids are playing with even if it's not really targeted to them the stuff that's meant for bigger kids is cooler like i think it i think a more i, I don't know like a like a sharper or more uh i don't know i don't know more I'll, I'm trying to I'm trying to find the art words articulated. Do you, do you feel like, like 
having having seen them now, do you feel like figures like and I'm just talking about the warrior figures really like that's my the main okay. thing I'm defaulting to. Mm -hmm. Um but when you see stuff like Megatronus or Fracture or like the upcoming Decepticons, like basically villain toys now coming back to that line, do you feel like they're bringing some of that feel that you're talking about like the that you'll have the option between the brighter rounder Autobots or these guys who have like more spiky and uh, edgy looks to them? In a sense, yeah. I mean, you're still dealing with things that are extremely smooth and the color placements that are very simple. Um, I just like to see something that looks a little bit more involved. It's a little bit more challenging for a kid rather than something that's just uh, very flat out and simple. You know, I There's a point where I wonder if a current Transformer line is just being too simple to the point where the kids you're targeting are almost like, I, 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 I don't know, like a little bit, a little bit smarter than Hasbro's giving them credit for. If we're not talking about warrior toys, I kind of get you, but I would want to say that there are a, a bunch of warrior toys that fit that criteria in at least one way or another. Like, a lot of them, especially a lot of the early ones, were, uh, like, clearly not deluxes. But as the line moved on, and especially now that we're entering into these, like, you know, the second season of the line, I feel like it's really hitting a lot of marks that are at least, like, on par with some of the really yeah. good Prime R.I.D. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I will admit, I'm starting <clears throat> to see that, too. I am. Because, um, I mean, I'll say, I I'll say like... If you want to say what's a toy that is a great example of everything that shouldn't be done, let's talk about Steeljaw. Um, oh, God. Especially with stuff like, like I, I will say, Fracture, I think, is one of the best toys Transformers has released in a long time uh, in the number of things that he solves really well. Um, and it, when you look at Fracture and you look at Steeljaw, it's like almost like these two can't be from the same line. Uh, Steeljaw is such a weird and flawed figure. Yeah. So basically, make me a toy line that's nothing but fracture, and you've got your perfect <laughs> age six to twelve toy line. We get a Sons of Anarchy thing to go along with it for repaints. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what? I don't know if this is quite in line with the question. You know what kind of bummed me out about uh, the RID line to a small degree? There's two things. Number one, like no Decepticons for like a year after Steeljaw. And then number two, I thought Strongarm was going to be the start of something, and we've got a lot of Strongarm toys, but I'm like, what What about Windblade, and what about any of the lady bad guys? That's the one thing that upsets me. Like, out of all these new, like, we got season two Decepticons coming out now. I want a Filch. I want to see Filch's like, robot mode, at least. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. there's there's character art of it, and it's a really cool design. Yeah, I can't don't believe... Get to see the one time it was in the show, it was a silhouette from behind. And, yeah. like, that's it. And then Filch never showed up again. Like, I haven't seen any of the season two episodes that apparently are out now. But, you know, maybe I'm missing something there. But, yeah, I like, Filch was like, what even, what did you spend money on here? <laughs> and there's no Legends Filch. There's no one-step Filch. It's just like, no, that, that was a one-episode character with a robot mode we didn't really yeah. bother with. Bisk is getting a toy. The lobster named after Soup is getting a toy. And we can't get we can't get Filch. Here's what I'll say about Bisk. Everyone was talking about Bisk for like at least a month and a half before the show started airing. I could see that having led to his getting a, a couple of new toys now, like a year later. 
Because, you know, if you were looking at the discussion from older fans, it's like, oh, those older fans are really into Bisque. Let's put on the whiteboard uh, more Bisque toys. Then the show aired, and now everyone's just like, no, where's where's Clampdown? <laughs> and where's Legends Fracture? When can I when can I make Steel Jaws team in in a price point? Because you can't <laughs> right now, and it's crazy. I actually deluded myself into just assuming I had a Legends Fracture toy that doesn't exist when I got Clampdown. Because I've bought parts of the Decepticons across so many different price points, I just forgot. And I was like, wait, what was Legends Fracture like? And then later that day, I was like, oh, right, he doesn't exist. Darn. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen Hasbro do that before. If you were a fan, well, God, why would you be? But if you were a fan of the Wreckers from Dark of the Moon, you were screwed. Oh, I mean, yeah, the Wreckers, I think, are the last Mm -hmm. time it's been this, like, almost trollishly frustrating of just yeah. always dangling the carrot of like they're never gonna match up. They're never all gonna be the same. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't I, like speaking for myself. I would just like to see the, like something like the later end of the Warriors price point, but I'd like to see it at a lower price point. Uh, I still feel like something went really wrong in the MSRPs because like the number of times I've seen Warrior toys for sale for more than a Combiner Wars Deluxe, it's been ludicrous. And I think that that just that wiped out interest from a lot of the collector demographic on that yeah. toy line. And it, it's such a shame. I'm starting to see some of my stores around here are starting to price the uh, you know, the combiner war figures down to around 1550. Yeah. So and they still want 15 bucks for an R.I.D. deluxe. I'm like. No. Yeah, it's like, absolutely not. These are not even close to equivalent. I have nice things to say about every non-steel jaw warrior toy that has come out to date. But I will never be able to tell you that you should spend this if you have the choice, you should spend the same money on one of them because they are simpler in in construction and in paint. It's like if you want to get if you want to actually drop collector money on one and their price is still hovering at 15 to 20 bucks. Just go get a Japanese one. It's borderline the same price. You pay maybe five bucks up, but you're getting like a a, a good extra 15% paintwork on it. Uh, and, and it's paintwork that's topical and it really brings out a lot of details of those toys that are lost in the American versions. Um, so anyway, I don't know where I went with this topic, but uh, more warrior toys and... If those three to five step changes are working, like, I think that is a way more Transformers big gimmick toy than, you know, fast action battlers or not those, sorry, power battlers um, or those non-transforming Age of Extinction toys. Uh, Like that, if that's the gimmick that's working, then I, I, you know, then keep it around because I I love it when the gimmick is is transformation. But I've always wondered how those big three steps do uh, as far as money. Uh, Anyway, those have been some listener questions. I don't think I missed anything else in the DFs. Um, all right. So do you guys want to do a short, what we got, or do you want to do another listener question? Let's do a short, what we got. All right. Yeah. Um, it'll be easy for me, but I want to, that's why I was putting it to you guys. Cause I didn't really get anything this week. Uh, on topic, what we got this week, Aaron, did you transformer much this week? I did. I picked up a buzzsaw, despite you telling me not to. You probably didn't need to buy a buzzsaw. <laughs> yeah, I, I really have the feeling I probably didn't did need you, to buy a buzzsaw. You, as well. Was he on sale at least? Or... No, it oh, was. No. Well, oh, I, I went to a Walmart that, uh, like every other time I've been there, it's no restock. And uh, I get there, and it's like one buzzsaw, 
two of the whatever the eighth time that prime mold has been repainted. Oh, pipes, <laughs> pipes, and um, and it was like that was it. I was like, ah, okay, fine, I'll get the buzz consolation got, prize. Probably should have got pipes. No, yeah, no, <laughs> don't need that toy yet again. Uh, so tell me your thoughts on, on Buzzsaw then. Yeah, I really didn't need to get Buzzsaw. Yeah, you didn't need to get Buzzsaw. No. Laserbeak's coming um, out. Like, we know he's coming out now. Right. I don't... Man, the tank mode is... Very much seems like, well, we could do... Like, if we made this thing flip around, we could kind of mush this into a tank. It's. I think it's a great accessory for f- toys we don't have yet. Yes. And that's why I would say don't buy Buzzsaw. Because, like, you're not going to have things that make him more interesting for, like, half a year. Right. Um. What, what do you think of his bird mode? Um. It's. I think the better of. Well, I mean, the data slug mode. How how is this not the best one? Um. The bird mode's not bad. Um. I've looked at it both with the like stock transformation and then the whatever wings flipped around. Yeah, like a little jet alternate method, and I think they're both neat. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm still trying to figure out if the like holes that are in like the front of the tank part, if those are supposed to be something. Oh, now I don't have my, cause I, there's, there are little pegs on him that I know are for the Titan masters, but I don't right. know about the holes. I don't have them near me, but I was wondering if that's like supposed to be a headphone Jack style thing. Maybe. I mean, surprise, surprise. I don't keep my buzzsaw on my desk now that I filmed them. Yeah. He's I actually don't know where he is. <laughs> That and the other thing I've had continuous issue with is, is in like your his pants leg. I've, oh God, no! <laughs> is uh, his tail bit and his head bit will pop out pretty easily. Yeah, I had that with his head a lot, um, and like man, I I wish he had one more point of articulation in bird mode somewhere. I don't even care specifically which one. <laughs> right. I just wish there was one more. Because I can't, like, he just, he has, like, a pose, basically. Yeah. Yep. But that is it for me and Transformers. Um, I was I want to just quickly ask you, how are the stickers holding up on him? Uh, So far, so good. Okay. I've also not been transforming him a ton, knowing that stickers are an issue, so... Yeah, if you, I think if you're really careful, you'll be okay, but it's, uh, it's when he's going, because you, you've transformed him, you've seen how those stickers kind of slide through things. Like, uh, oh, I forgot which direction it is. But there's a way where the wings, like, kind of... The sticker parts sort of slide very close under something. And I found that was a common place for them to start peeling up a bit. Uh, be careful with the stickers on them. Also, don't buy Buzzsaw. That's the easiest solution. Yeah. You don't have to worry <laughs> at all about Um DJ, did you get any Transformer stuff this week? Uh, I absolutely did. Oh, right. What'd you get? Yeah. Buzzsaw? Uh, no. Why did you join in? You could before. Uh, okay. Welcome to it. Man, we all bought Buzzsaw. <laughs> I think we all had the same reaction to Buzzsaw and no one listened to anybody. No, we just kept going because <laughs> sure. <laughs> I actually did a bunch of transformering. I don't know how fast I can get through some of it or if I should just cut it short. Uh, well, anything uh, on the newer end? Um, on the new. Well, yeah, a few things on the newer end. Let's 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 touch the I'm newer ex- stuff first. I will. Well, well, some of the stuff I was going to put off was in the newer end, but because nah. Yeah, the fresh stuff. Let's do the fresh stuff. Fresh stuff. Uh, yeah, I got. I grabbed a Combiner War Trailbreaker. I am like, as time goes on, I feel like that's becoming my favorite figure of that wave. 
it's the only one in the wave I really need because at this point it's the, the novelty of oh hey these G1 guys are combiners now uh, yeah I'm done I'm just pulling mine off Skyrain to look at him <laughs> what appealed to me the most about him aside from the fact it's a trail breaker I can call trail breaker and not feel weird mm -hmm. it's cartoon based yeah and like something like I had to see that one in my head before I kind of clicked that oh right trail cutter is like idw based and it's closer to the toy mm -hmm. okay okay i don't know how my brain blurred that together so yeah i kind of need both well there's and i really wanted that i really wanted the i really wanted that version of the mold because i don't have any real attachment to off-road and i didn't like the iron hide He's the best version of that mold. I, I sort of pieced it together last night because I was messing with Skyrain again after being away from him for a while. And the remolds to Trailbreaker's forearms also mean he's the only version of that mold who can actually turn into an arm and lock together at all. Because the way, because the other two, like you're supposed to, you're supposed to use the the side mirrors as like tabs. Mm -hmm. And Trailbreaker is the only one whose forearms have slots that actually lock onto them. Um, oh, nice. First aid can as well, but first aid is like completely different in many different ways. Uh, the pickup of the three pickup truck versions, uh, Trailbreaker is the only one who works because he has new forearms, and like that's like just icing on the cake. Because like, I also think his new forearms are great, mm -hmm. and I, I love that the cannon one is five millimeter, so he can like do like the big claw. I think I mentioned that before. Like he can stick his big claw into his yeah into his uh, socket hand. Yeah. I, th I think the one thing that annoyed me is because of that slant on the tip of, like, his axe handle, I can't put the axe in there. Yeah. I've... Hang on, let me try. I thought I wedged it in there once. I wonder if that was... It doesn't It doesn't hold in mine. It's just, like, I'd, I'd, I'd have to cut the end of this off and flatten it. Okay, in mine, what happened is I just sort of wedged it in at an angle, and then it kind of sits in until I touch it. So, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> really work. <laughs> it doesn't feel very safe. And, yeah, I agree. It's a shame yeah. you can't just give him an axe hand. Yeah, that would have been cool. Uh, other, other than that, you know, it's pretty much the same toy I've had four times now, including first aid. Mm -hmm. But yeah, of the trucks, he's definitely the best. Yeah, so. I'm. Uh, I'm really happy. Repper Labels is doing a set for that last wave because it's like really simple stuff. But on Trailbreaker, they're adding a bunch of color to his robot mode torso. Mm -hmm. Like there's little spots of it, and I'm like, that's the one thing he's missing is his torso looks incredibly bland, and so I put stickers on there, and I think it's gonna like just bring it to life. Um, I I really like the uh like that of you know of any if they're gonna get any colors right on him that they got that stuff on the sides of the doors like those lines. Oh yeah, like just little things like that. Little things, yeah. Because I I remember having some of those comp toys completely ruined for me because they went cheap and skipped out on some of those paint apps yeah and like like smokescreen and wheeljack are suffering um because i think they had to blow a whole ton of paint just to get their basic colors done in in vehicle mode right and and hound is just like he's fine but he's like green he's a big green man and it's like mm -hmm. hey, okay <laughs> <laughs> uh well cool uh going back to the previous topic i did actually pick up adventures fracture oh nice i uh i mean I, I got I didn't feel like there's much for me to say, but yeah, I got Adventures Fracture and Megatronus because um, I, I liked the American version so much. I was like, all right, I want to get the Japanese ones and compare them. Um, did you did you get American Fracture? I forgot. I, I was I was waiting to get 
fracture and like skylinks at the same time from some shop right that could get them both inside and no one ever did and like uh hasbro toy shop has decided they want to be two months behind on combiner wars so whatever it's sounding like finding skylinks in person is becoming a thing to not wait for is what i'm hearing yeah. from people but uh so this is your first time with the fracture mold uh yes it is all right what do you what do you think of it uh it is definitely a step up from where uh rid started yeah i've been trying like mad not to overhype that mold but i i'm <laughs> i really like it yeah i mean it, every it's in a way it feels the same because it does everything in a very simple way but it's almost in an animated this makes sense to do it in this way yeah sense. yeah uh when i first transformed him into a motorcycle i was staring at him for like 10 seconds i was like that felt as magical as the first time i had animated prowl <laughs> and like it's it's not as magical you know if you're going to compare the two directly but what is it like seven and a half years later it hit that same magic and i think that still says something yeah because it is engineered that well it's intuitive engineering yeah which is what i appreciate the most and like little things like the the front wheel turns sideways and has a tab slot connection on his back yeah where it's like that's the kind of thing that the warrior class would often leave out like that would be the thing it would leave out to be the warrior class yeah right. yeah the easiest thing would just be leaving off that hinge just like oh yeah it's just a long backpack yeah um like he's that he is the toy that makes me so excited for the latter half stuff coming out like that's why i actually had stuff to say about that scorpionock toy because i was like that's going to be a post-fracture decepticon like it might be simple it might not be like amazing in both modes but it'll probably have some real smooth tricks somewhere mm-hmm but yeah, I am happy I went with the Japanese version because, again, it's, I think it was literally like two bucks more than retail here at US. Yeah, and like at least like, like five or six more paint apps. Uh, yeah, paint apps are way better on this, especially all the little tiny spots of red. Yep. Uh, his shoulders actually have paint. The uh, American yeah. version is just solid purple shoulders. Yeah, the shoulders what gets me the, the most just because it gives that extra layer of uh, detailing to it. Yeah. No, I have I have nothing but nice things to say about the Fracture toy. Like, everyone who likes Transformers should try to get a hold of one yeah. sometime. Just don't pay 20 bucks for the American one. Like, if, you, if you're stuck and that's your only solution, then try to get the Japanese one for a nice price. Because it, it's totally worth it. I was about to say nice things about the, uh, the cannon, but the hinge just kind of popped off of me and hit me in the face. Well, that's because it, it was like, hey, I heard you were talking about stuff flying across the room. Let me give you something. <laughs> Not in my eye. I was actually going to bring up how no. Optimal Optimus' missiles were the most user-friendly, because if they shot out, they would hit you in the face and land in your lap. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, nah, it's kind of off topic. Guess it's on topic. <laughs> add that to the last discussion. Thanks. Yeah, yeah but I, I, I do like the weapon. I like that it has like three handles on it to do whatever you want with. Oh, that was my, like, that was like the cherry on top. Like when yeah. it had that extra center handle so you can kind of BS him holding it in two hands. Yeah, so you can do that. Uh, a lot of, a lot of the, I think the stock photos show it like a club. Yep. You use it like that. You can use it like, there's one in the end. So you can use it like stupidly long club. Use the, so the, if you want to get him in like a sniper position or like a, a shotgun position, use the one on the end in one hand and then the inset middle one in the other hand. And mm -hmm. it looks like he's holding it like a shotgun. But with his Maybe lack of cool. wrist joints. Oh, that would work. That yeah, would work. it's it's like 
It's like this. It's like this really smart solution to the fact that they can't give him superposability. I like that his vehicle mode mounting point is also still on his arm, so you can arm cannon him too. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I I never. Yeah. I always pulled the thing off. I never looked at where it would stay. I could just left it on. Ah, oh, I love that fracture toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does a lot of neat stuff. All right, so uh. I did get a bunch more, but I'll stick to two more like huge acquisitions for me. Mm -hmm. uh, got Masterpiece Hot Rod. Oh, welcome. Welcome to the club. Yay, I'm in the club. Yep, club of people who got him and went, wow, the photographs were garbage. <laughs> so I, I saw your tweets and I was like, good, yeah. no, another person has, has been enlightened. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, intern at Takara. You need to be fired. <laughs> Those are some of the it's not even like here's the thing that's surprising like i just assumed the toy wasn't very photogenic and just pictures just did not work on this guy you can take perfectly good pictures of this guy that's why i was on twitter that day i got him taking all those pictures of him because i was like this is ridiculous i'm sitting here with an iphone on my desk taking pictures that look better than one of the ones in his instruction book yeah oh god i can't that bugged me like the, the worst shot he took is like i have to own that now and and so the worst shot they took right and it's the one they put as here's how to use his guns and then they show a screen cap next to it going look he's doing the pose from the show and i'm like a he's not doing that pose and <laughs> b i just made him do a better version of that pose on my own toy c the screenshot you took his arm is pat leeing through his chest to do that pose <laughs> so he, that's not even a good that's a, that's the I hate the screen cap game. The screen cap game is so stupid. It's, <laughs> it's like the, the took one of the most Acom ass shots. I, I hope that I'm getting the right studio name there. The bad studio. The bad studio. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he does look a lot better in person. He doesn't look as boxy. He doesn't look as weirdly proportioned with the way his torso transforms. Yeah. Like, it sucks because, like, I i mean, I'm sure you do, too. Like, I have criticisms on his aesthetic still. But oh, yeah. in the face of those promo photos and the discussions those caused, I like I almost don't want to say them. Because I'm like, I just, I don't want to hit you any harder. You've already been <laughs> dragged through the mud. <laughs> like, I do have my criticisms. Like, of course, it's not perfect. Like, I was trying to articulate it and the best I could come up with is like looking at how he transforms in the engineering of the toy. It's a toy that does things that are, it's a toy that feels like it's complex. Like the engineering is complex, but it's not accomplishing anything complicated. I think the, the place where I felt like engineering magic was happening is the, is when the hood shrank into his stomach area like that's kind of cool uh, the mo the part i like the best was the upper arms rotating around that's super cool that's a good one yeah but there's a lot of extra hinges and a lot of double hinges they have to, uh, all this to kind of like make like the tidiest the most tight little accordion thing mm -hmm. in order to actually make his backpack and after all of that after all of this folding and bending and double folding and squeezing all this together into his back his legs transform like a combiner war toy 
Yeah, it was kind of funny when we hit that, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I was actually, it took me a little bit to transform his legs, because I was, I was certain there must be an extra step. And I was like, oh, it really is just the aerial bot leg. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one issue I have with his backpack is after all that transforming, there's there are two red panels basically sticking up out of it. And if those had hinged down to smooth out the top, I would have been way more cool with it. Yeah. Uh, and that that was that's like my biggest engineering bummer with him is he's so close. But then he's got he's just these two prongs sticking up. And then when you look down, because they're sticking up, you can see right into the backpack. And if they had mm-hmm. if they had hinged down, like it would have been, I think, uh, like a full point better if I scored toys on points, which I'd known. Yeah. So that's saying something, man. A full phantom point. An imaginary point. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, I I really like, though, the fact that like and maybe this is because of MP09, which is still a toy. I just I can't hate it because I, I liked it when I got it. But it's a problem toy. And this new one, like, I love how everything tabs in. Like, there's yeah. so many locking points on that backpack. It's like, all right, fools, you thought that last backpack was no good? Here we go. <laughs> it's still kind of frustrating to me that I can't get a... I still can't get a modern hot rod who's, like, uh, his back fin isn't, like, closer to the front. Yeah, that was a shame. Like, that's the only thing. Is like, any time we do that, like, the Classics one did that, too. Where it's just for some reason that fin we just can't get it any closer, and like the G one toy figured this out better. Yeah, it's just because it sticks so far back. It's uh, it's weird because like visually, when you look at him from the front or the back directly, it looks fine. It's just that profile shot, like from the side or from a side angle. Uh, it it makes it clear how much distance there is. Yeah, it's also uh. I, I so wish he didn't have a matrix chamber. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. I mean, aside from the fact it makes no sense for that particular version of the character. It's for like two scenes. There are like two times where Hot Rod puts a matrix into himself. Yeah. And like it sucks because that my one big aesthetic problem with the robot mode is that, uh, you know, it's better in person, but I really wish that. He had just the slightest bit of extra curvature to the shape of his of his stomach area. Yeah. And that matrix chamber is like prime suspect number one as to why there isn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I don't even. The, ma- the matrix chamber is prime suspect, really? Oh, wow. I didn't even notice I did that. <laughs> I guess I'm just that good or terrible. I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> But I'm just looking at it going like, man, I don't even I'm not even going to get MP, like I'll film MP10's Matrix in you once and you are never touching it again. This this dumb thing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I I'm glad that generally it seems like people who actually have gotten that toy. It's just like it's 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 astounding to a lot of people how bad those photos were. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have. Any other nitpicks? I mean, I follow you there with the midsection because you know Hot Rod had to have much more like an like a anime style curvature to him. I wish it was replicated better. But besides that, articulations really good. I like the I like the accessories on him. I like the look of the toy overall. I, for, I, like I it's I'm playing this toy for like an hour, just kind of posing him around, seeing what he could do, and I went, oh right, he has that little goggle gimmick too i totally forgot about that that joint is scary ass tight on mine on the goggle 
uh, mine isn't like concerning tight right now, but it's the kind of, well, if the plastic ages a little bit, I might want to just stop using that gimmick. Mine is tight enough that the glasses flexed a bit before the joints started moving when I tried uh. to move them. And I, and I had to get out a flathead screwdriver to anchor them out of his head. And I was like, this isn't cool. And I don't think he looks good with the shades on. So I'm just going to leave them in his head forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could probably get in there with some shock oil and try to fix it. But then I'm like, do I even care? Like, do I, I don't even like him have, with those shades on. So I'm just going to leave it alone, I think. But yeah, on mine, that was a, a scary bit. Um, yeah, uh, that, I was going to say that fishing pole is like probably the best Transformers accessory in a good long while. <laughs> yeah, I need to play around with that with photos because that's just fun to have in general. Yeah, and it's five millimeter compatible. Ooh. So, you know, boom. Well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad that you know, as a, as someone who also just you know is a Rodimus ap- appreciator that you got that toy because it's for all its problems it is a really good Rodimus toy. I think it is the best one um, that's been made of that of that character to date. Mm-hmm. I I think it could have gone better, but you know that Matrix Chamber is going to be at least I think we're done with Matrix bearers now. So at least that that stupid like ball and chain around the ankle is going to be gone from Masterpiece for the foreseeable future yeah unless they make a really weird scourge at some point true well you know you know what that third party scourge there's a a third party masterpiece scourge by x trans bots he has a matrix chamber but it doesn't mess with his chest because it's you know he's big he's scourge it's does does he have like an alternate lumpy face no it's just a matrix chamber i was Ah. i I, when i the, the moment i messed with that toy i was like is there any way they could have done a disfigurement gimmick and i'm like no there's no way like (laughs) <laughs> that's how to like add on parts there's no way um anything else uh transformers wise from your end you want to cover anything else uh, fresh uh it's not fresh but it's very important so i kind of don't want to sit on it okay mm-hmm. uh i have an x9 ravage okay so for some reason i've assumed this whole time that you had an x9 ravage <laughs> <laughs> like when you posted the picture on twitter i was like oh, okay i guess he's filming his x9 ravage yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh no no uh that was one of the first toys i learned about when i first got online and found the fandom in the first place and like discovered that japan got toys we never got yeah because as a kid i was smart enough to go okay these came from japan i'm i i know that i didn't know japan kept some for themselves you know and back then i think I think because Beast Wars was just recently ending and we were kind of moving into into the robots in disguise realm the first time, as it turned out, uh, that was still like the big hot topic toy. Yeah, because, you know, that was the cool character. Never got a figure in the U.S. at all. Well, kind of, but we ignore them. So, yeah, I. Every time I saw one come up, either it was too expensive or if the price was right, I didn't have the budget spare at the time. It's just for some reason over the course of like the last 16 years since I first learned of the thing, I've just never had it work out where the timing and the price was cooperating. Yeah, it was like your ongoing grail. Yeah. You got a Star Saber before you got I got a Star Saber. I know. 
the Japanese G1 before I even got this one. But, I mean, that toy does go for, like, scary price sometimes when he comes up. It's kind of hard to get any kind of decent deal or find them under three digits sometimes. It always surprised me because, like, I, I, back when I got my BotCon Tigatron and, like, it kind of scratched the itch for me. And this is, like, back in the early 2000s. Back then, I remember people at the show going, like, well, I guess X9 Ravage's price is finally going to go down. <laughs> Yeah, there's so one, weird. yeah, the only the only one on eBay is 250 bucks right now and it has like a dozen people thinking about it. You shouldn't pay 250 bucks for X9 Ravage. Uh, no, no. Like that's part of why I liked getting that Tigatron cuz I just always wondered if he was like a magically engineered toy. Uh and like He's not. No, he's not. And he's so it, not. it was it was a great way for me to kind of just get it out of my head to want to spend a lot on him. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because uh, it is kind of interesting owning him now because, yes, he does look extremely cool. Like, it's a really well-reworked version of the Transmetal Cheetor mold in order to make it look like Rat, in order to make it look, look like Beast Wars Ravage. Yeah. Which is appropriate because that's what they did to his character model in the show. You know, it's Cheetor. But it's also Cheetor with Tigatron's Beast Mode head, as it turns out. Mm-hmm. So, the head's a little bit inaccurate since they went with G1 a little bit better. And I don't mind that. Because once you, once you, I, I rewatched the agenda because I had this coming. So, of course, I did. Yeah. And like now knowing that that was like just Tigatron's beast mode head painted black completely kind of. It, it takes me out of it a little bit. That makes me I actually never knew that. That makes me feel a lot more into the Bakon one. Yeah. Yeah, so there is a little bit of purpose to that. But yeah, if you ever go watch that again, like and knowing it it's it's done well enough cuz they they kind of like CGI'd a bunch of junk to the back of it so it actually looked like a robot head. Yeah. But when you especially in the close-ups like when he's letting Megatron out of the cha- out of the jail cell and you can get a really good close look at his face, it's like it's so obvious and it's bizarre in my mind's eye it's even obvious now that you said it because i'm like oh man he has the same eyes like the exact same eyes Mm -hmm. like that explains his kind of tired stoner face (laughs) yeah if you read up those episodes they were running real tight on the budget so a lot of shortcuts were taken yeah but the toy itself like you could kind of see like the it suffers a lot to get that ravage head just because you know that used to be Cheetor's arms, and now they just kind of hang underneath his chest and belly, depending on how you position them. Yeah, there's there's no way to hide them. They don't tuck away. They don't fold up. They don't do anything. You're just there's arms underneath my cat. Yeah, when I when I was um, I'm gonna say when I was a kid and I got that Bakon toy, uh, that really surprised me because I'd never seen any. I never looked at close-up pictures. I just always assumed, oh, there must be some crazy trick with the arms. It's like, nope. Mm-hmm. Just, there they are. <laughs> Damn. So, great amount of remolding. Not a lot of great re-engineering. Yeah. But, again, it's Beast Wars Ravage. When are you really going to put him back into beast mode? Yeah. And it's 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 like a, a heavy retool from, like, what, the late 90s? Yeah. Would it even be later? Would you consider it mid when that came out? 
not it was it was 99 oh okay that's probably not mid yeah the mid 90s in 1999 Mm -hmm. uh yeah like that's that's pretty cool for then yeah for then yeah because that's a level of remolding you just never got i think it was like energon before that started becoming a thing yeah Uh, like inferno to like roadblock yeah like hardcore Mm -hmm. reshelling yeah that's really cool but on it on its own, like I am happy with the toy. Like I of course I'm happy with the toy. I better be happy with the toy. I'm kinda of disappointed but, with this thing. Yeah. Eh. It's been like sixteen years. Uh, not worth it. Blue balls. That's all I yeah. gotta say. <laughs> I love I love the I love that the guns flip up. Yeah. Like, that's a neat that's a very simple trick to do, but it looks really cool on them. Uh I do like the opening chest. And like, luckily, mine's used, but it, all the stickers are unapplied. So, so that, like, that Bacon Tigatron has no stickers, but it has like three different sticker options on a sheet. Mm-hmm. I never unpeeled those stickers because why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, my my stickers are still on a sheet somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what bothered me with this one because he starts off with the Spark Chamber sticker, and I'm like, no, let me pick. Like, there's a Megatron and a like that's. That would have been the cool thing to open it up, and there's the Decepticon symbol, yeah, like, hidden underneath his Predacon exterior. Well, let me let me rewind to my late teenage brain, uh, and the way I reacted was, oh, I guess I'll just pick up another couple of them down the line, <laughs> which I never did. But... No, no, I th- I think this is like the original import that collectors hoarded. Yeah. Oh, and it was ridiculous back then. The the I even then in like the early two thousands when that toy was like less than five years old, people were like, "This is the best toy ever made." And it was like ninety five bucks in a dealer yeah. room in like the early two thousands, ninety five dollars, whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not gonna say how much I got mine for. How much you get yours for? <laughs> two of them for thirty a piece. You're man. Okay. You're so lucky I only have one of your addresses. <clears throat> so you could just you could just put the stickers on one of them then. You didn't care. Yeah. Did you actually put the stickers on one of them? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. The other one went to my brother. <laughs> oh, so you don't have both of them no. in longevity. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not legally required to hate you then. It's all right. I paid. I, I have my stories of stuff I paid stupid cheap for. Uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. So I didn't pay three digits for my Ravage, so I consider it a victory. That I... I mean, I don't keep up with it. To me, not paying over a hundred bucks for that toy right now is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's weird just staring at him, and uh, it's there. I don't have to search anymore or hope. And I kind of realize I'm running out of Grails. No, oh, I just made all my Grails G1 toys, and I, that which means I'm never going to satisfy him. Because well, the hard part is like I have like I've got a buddy that I see in the dealer room at Metrocon every year. And he brings like huge tubs of G1 stuff and just lets me root through it. So all my G1s are slowly getting picked off. Well, my, mine are, are also just through lethargy because like, I just, I don't really enjoy G like fresh G1 toys all that much compared to fresh, fresh toys. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of my girls are just like, Oh, I should finish the headmaster someday. But like one of the headmasters I don't have is Chrome Dome. Guess who's not all that compelling a toy is G1 Chrome Dome. <laughs> Yeah. So I'll see one for like 125 or something, and I'm like, well, I could, or I could spend that on something else, and I go and spend it on something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, congratulations on solving that grail. Um, oh, it makes me happy. In lieu of doing off topic what we got, I kind of feel like, let's let's touch on it. I wasn't sure if 
uh, how far this was going to go, but Aaron popped the link in, and it's worth mentioning. Uh, we got our first, I guess, I, I think I'm going to call it confirmation because the, the phrase new endeavors is in there, and that's, you know, uh, TJ will know the, the phrase future endeavored. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, because I'm not on the wrestling crew podcast, apparently. Makes, no, you wouldn't want to be there. Trust me. I've, I've only I've only done a wrestling podcast seven years. It's only called the wrestling crew because <laughs> I don't know why it's called the rest. I don't even watch wrestling. <laughs> I just I'm I'm faking my way through the whole thing. Um. So a uh, uh, fun pub email went out that ended saying that the Transformers Collectors Club memberships will all end December 31st, 2016. Hasbro looks forward to sharing new plans for the Collectors Club with you in the future. We appreciate your support over the last 12 years and wish the brand well in their new endeavors, uh, etc. Uh, so this is a Brian email. So it's the first spoken... Like, I still feel weird calling it a confirmation because it's not really... Um, and uh, there's a lot of theories about this. I'm I'm in with the theory that there's just like a Hasbro side clampdown on whether or not they can even say much, given the number of people who would have a propensity to say something by now. Um, but it seems like uh, the Fun Pub Transformers relationship is probably over as of this year, uh, yeah. going future endeavored. Um, and so some of the discussion I've seen is like, does that mean like everything's going away? But I believe that Hasbro said they still want to maintain a fan convention in 2017. So I think this is more just a, a, a I, again, I was about to say passing of the torch. I don't even know if it's that or it's just a change of the status quo in a way. And the nature of what BotCon is outside of being a social event, it definitely needs to shift a little bit because it did some real fresh stuff in that it let us speak to people working on Transformers. We had product previews. That's no longer exclusive to BotCon. Like we have three product previews like around that time we've got we've got toy fair then BotCon, then san diego comic-con then the day before new york comic-con so it's like four things that are always happening to debut new transformers product uh it's not as crazy now to speak to people working on the transformers brand they are actively doing it at most of these events so i feel like BotCon, the transformers convention does need to shake and need to reinvent itself a little bit um, even the marketplace, like, you know, BotCon exclusives, it's been said by many people and I agree with them. The money that would have been spent on those for some folks now is spent elsewhere, uh, because yep. other things are providing those needs. So I'm really, uh, end of the day, I'm kind of excited to see what 2017 slash 2018, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if 2017 is a year off, but I'm surprised. I'm looking forward to seeing what the next two years look like for that stuff. Um, and seeing what what's fresh in there, uh, Aaron. What do you think? What do you, do you think we're going to see? Any kind of change of of just the regular way things are done? Um, yeah, I still don't know. Um, I could see this being a precursor for Hasbro to do their own convention. Um, I mean, which is already what they're doing overseas. I think that uh, they're going to use this opportunity to bring like. U.S. North America stuff in line with what they do around the world, mm -hmm. and that they probably saw that you know Botcon does all right as it is, and so they'd like to to have more control over that themselves. And by bringing it into the Cybertron Con or whatever they were calling it, then this way it's it's a universal thing across the board. Not well, this area does this, this area does that. U.S. is caught up in an old. 10-year-old, 12-year-old contract, whatever, that we have to let run out type of deal. Mm. 
And uh, TJ, are you are you? What are you thinking? Uh, you might or we might be seeing in the next couple of years with uh, with clubs and or conventions. Well, I definitely expect them to continue because it is not only a really good marketing thing to be able to have all your uh, your big collectors have a place to gather once mm-hmm. a year. It's such a tradition for a lot of collectors at this point, but also very advantageous for them because you know they they have their own event where you know they're they're not at uh you know they're they're not like lumped in at San Diego Comic-Con or any big media event like that they can just do whatever they want and put on whatever they want and put a spotlight just on what they are doing yeah so i i i think it holds enough advantage to them to continue with a fan convention but i do kind of see the logic in you know why are we outsourcing that at this point yeah like, it it seems like a very 2000s 90s thing to do yeah but okay okay uh, an experienced production company that can do conventions like that and are experienced with the you know you know working hotel deals and finding venues and figuring out okay this is the best place where everyone can travel to is you know to be affordable easy to access and etc getting all that organized uh a company that knows how to do that is fine, but you can also hire on people who can do that fairly easily. And and also like, the nature of what the convention even is now, like yeah, it prob like I like the you know the classic botcon or even TFCon experience or you know uh, TF Expo experience your auto assembly experience. It is also it's an aged experience, and I feel like you know we all tend to enjoy it because we've been going to a bunch of those or we know those experiences but that that whole paradigm has to change eventually like you can't just keep doing the same show um mm-hmm. and and i mean little variances happen but the variances have to be more than like well what's the dinner event or like what are the toys this year like i i would love to see the next two years bring about we're gonna do like an ex- like a an exclusive or like an exclusive set and not bloated out too much like i really enjoyed those the, some of those big like crazy like there are 18 figures this year but i feel like the time for that is kind of past us now mm-hmm. especially for transformers and I, I think there's so much more strength to be had and just like we're gonna have here's the figure of the show or the two figures of the show and, I, I think we hit on it before that hasbro these days are so willing to do just about anything throughout their history that it takes away a lot of what a convention could do for an exclusive that a collector would find appealing yeah we've kind of seen that in the years where the 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 themes do get thinner you know between things like uh knights versus what was it knights versus pirates yeah yeah and we had Decept- we had uh, Cybertron's Most Wanted, which is basically just five bad guys. Yeah, you know, you're you're are kind of you know in need in need of doing something a little bit fresher. And I think when you have that many toys going on, like part of me when I went to Bakon was I want everything. Like I want the whole experience. I want to take away anything I can from it. And a big part of that is the exclusive toys. And if that becomes like this insurmountable thing to do budget wise, you're going to be pushing people away as opposed to, well, I went to the show. I got this really cool thing that I can say only was only there at the show. And that's my little souvenir. Yeah. Like I have a belief that um, the nature of how Bacon made its money got to the point where they had to 
they they knew they would sell at one of every toy they make to enough people and so that had to become like one of the primary you know chunks of the money pie and i'm sure that that is a factor of, of why that you know that and the golden ticket thing became like almost, it felt like they were becoming you know main ligaments of, of that whole system yeah. um and it would be i would i, I would love to see if we're if, if this is going to move into more of a hasbro run thing if it no longer has like if that means it no longer has that much uh overhead and i don't know if it if that's the case if that means the show can survive only having you know two or three exclusive toys like i i would love to see a more focused take after this many years of of you know army builders and etc etc um so yeah i i think there's there's a lot of I think there's a lot of silver lining and excitement to to be had in the idea of a changing of the status quo this much, especially after 12 years of the status quo. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what we'll see how that goes. I I almost because I, I wasn't sure the nature precisely of this message that was going around, but having read it, it's like okay, we should talk about this. But otherwise, I, I'm I'm like I kind of want to just know what they say at BotCon if they say anything. Um, and I'd kind of like to know what Hasbro's announcement will be for 2017 if they make that announcement this year. Because um, I, I would love for there to still be like a big like official Transformers experience. Uh, and, and it'd be nice to, to kind of start one with a fresh slate in my case. Um, but yeah, we'll know more about that, I would assume, uh, sometime next month when BotCon comes to pass. I'm guessing the final BotCon, uh, unless they keep the name around. I'm sure that's a discussion that's either happened or is happening. Um, Hasbro owns the name, right? Like, or did is that FunPub's ownership? That's FunPub, I think. Because remember, we went through the whole thing where they registered uh, Cybertron Con here in the U.S. Right. Right. Yeah, I always forget who properly owned the name BotCon. I, th- I think it's still John and Carl. Okay. That own BotCon. At least they did for a long time yeah well i mean that was a whole thing back in 05 right like do they still like yeah. is that going to be called BotCon or not i don't know that's going into places where i this, it's turning into like super misremembered misty stuff <laughs> so yeah i'm not quite sure but uh yeah crazy uh somewhat unsurprising but i'm i'm very glad that some kind of thing could you know has finally been said that can be easily construed as confirmation although i'll point out it still ain't confirmation technically it's not them saying we're done it's just memberships and now thanks for all the 12 years look forward to your next endeavors it's like as close as you could probably get um I, it really feels like there's some kind of thing that is technically none of our business um that is you know explaining why there wouldn't be more communication but uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. In the meantime, uh, do you guys? I, I kind of feel like we've hit a natural endpoint here. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I did. I, I got a new phone. That was my off-topic. Can you make <laughs> telephone calls with it? I maybe. Okay. Because I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say that's you know we who knows what phones are now in 2016. Does it have augmented <laughs> reality? Like, can you? Yeah. Can you hook it to the side of your head? But you, you you can't. I don't have the installations, you know. I don't have the I don't have the socket yet. You should get. I it. use cable still. I'm an old schooler. No, it's the slot. You just dock the whole phone in right in the the frontal cortex. That's right. Just just you know, jam it in. Give it a 45 degree twist. Yep, that's how you lock it in. <laughs> that would be like I think just, that's super just, cool. But or, just, I'm imagining it like <sighs> I'm almost imagining it just like 
like a slot in the top of your head just lop it in like a like you're put like you're putting a pop tart into your brain yeah like i think that's super cool conceptually but i would be terrified of the surgery to have the slot installed in my head because like you know you hear it now they'd have to call me over an ambulance get me to the hospital carve a hole in my head hopefully sedate me like it freaks me out uh anyway that's a natural end for this episode of WTF for TFW, so let's naturally close it out. Thanks, Aaron and TJ, for joining me uh, this week. Uh, next time we meet will be episode 400, and that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. 400 is just an ugly word, I find. It sounds like a, mid- a midway number. It's like, well, you cleared 300. Didn't make it to 500, though. <laughs> Happy 400 episodes um so thank you all for listening still if you're still listening uh and uh we're gonna be uh back with some more WTFTFW soon to come stay tuned have a good evening But you got some badass perpetrators, they're here to stay.